Welcome to the Entrepreneur Escape Pod. I'm your host, Melissa Rittenhouse. Entrepreneur Escape Pod is for anyone interested in learning about the multitude of ways to create a career for yourself outside of a traditional nine to five, as well as anyone who is inspired to learn from others and take action towards their goals. In each episode, I interview a wide variety of people from entrepreneurs to artists to digital nomads so we can learn from them and expand our perspective on work in the digital age. I'll also share with you my thoughts on any newsworthy topics related to remote work, tech, digital entrepreneurship and more. If you're ready to feel inspired, let's dive into Entrepreneur Escape Pod. Uh, welcome to another solo episode of Entrepreneur Escape Pod. I'm your host, Melissa. Uh, I thought it would be a good time to do another solo episode since it's been 10 episodes since the last one. Um, and I did the second episode 10 episodes or so away from the first one. Um, so yeah, plus I, I didn't have a guest scheduled for this week and so I thought it would just per- be perfect timing. Um, I know I'm a little bit late getting it out because I usually have my episodes out every Wednesday, but I'm recording this on Saturday so probably won't have it out till Sunday. But I mean that's fine and I feel like it could be a good way to kind of test how the episodes do on a different day. So yeah, and uh, well usually too for my solo episodes. Um, I, the last two, I've sort of like found newsworthy stories to talk about and things that are related to entrepreneurship or remote work or just the economy in general. And, uh, but for this one, I wanted to do one that was more off the cuff and just kind of me talking. And, um, I thought I would tell you guys why I was interested in doing that. But yeah, sometimes I find, uh, the solo episodes are for me a lot more challenging than the ones where I interview a guest because especially now that I've been doing this podcast pretty consistently for the last like three or four months, um, I feel like with guests I have, um, kind of like a good rhythm going or lately now it's like, I sort of know what to, what kind of questions to ask my guests ahead of time. If I need more info on them, I have, um, I am a member of um, this really, really cool group. It's like a Facebook group where you could find guests, but then they also kind of have a website where you set up a profile and you could apply to be a guest on other people's podcast or they could apply to be a guest on yours. So I have some people kind of who've come in that way or through my website. And, um, you know, that's always awesome because I meet a lot of great guests that way and I get a lot of information from them really quickly. So it really helps me kind of learn who they are and find some questions to ask and stuff ahead of time. So, um, so anyway, yeah, my point is, um, I mean, at this point I feel pretty comfortable, uh, interviewing guests in some ways. There are some, some challenges still, but they're more like more so during the interview process rather than coming up with questions or like anything like that. Like, I'm not really worried (laughs) as much about like finding things to ask them about or talk about. It's more, just when I'm in the interview, like staying in the moment and making sure that I'm not like looking down at my questions too much or using too many filler words and things like that. So, um, but you know, it's still a work in progress. So if I am using filler words and looking at my notes, you know, don't hold it against me. But, uh, but yeah, I wanted to do a solo episode for this week. I may even start doing them more often a little bit. Uh, who knows, depending on how this one goes and how it feels, but, uh, yeah, what kind of motivated me to do a more like off the cuff solo episode was, well, I've been listening to a lot of really cool podcasts lately, but um, 
I was just thinking about some of my favorite podcasts to listen to, um, especially like over the years. And some of them have been ones that are just like more conversational and um, more off the cuff and less produced. I mean, a lot of these were podcasts that um, came out in like 2020. So, I mean, I think with the whole like, co- you know, the pandemic and everything, a lot of people were doing podcasts that were very minimal, like had minimal production were basically just them with a microphone at their house um but some of those podcasts I really enjoyed so I think I've just kind of um I enjoy that style of podcasting sometimes um the one that comes to mind the most or the one that I'm thinking of is um Nikki Glazer's podcast and I think that's one reason why I was motivated to do this kind of style of podcast was over Labor Day weekend I went to two comedy shows for two of my favorite comedians. Um, one was Nikki Glaser. She was at uh, the theater at the Virgin Hotel and Casino uh, over Labor Day. And yeah, I, I've seen her live. That was like the third time I've seen her live. She's so funny live. So if you guys ever get the chance, if she comes to your town, I highly recommend seeing her do stand-up because she's really funny. Um, but she has a podcast with, and she she's had a podcast. She had a radio show on Sirius and then in 2020, she ended up taking turning that into a podcast, and now she has a more produced uh, podcast, but it's, like, kind of similar style. Um, I will admit, I don't listen to her podcast that's out now as much as I, I used to back in the day, but it's not because I don't like it. It's just, like, sometimes I feel like I'm just in the mood for different kinds of things, but um, she was doing her podcast. I, would, I used to listen to it in 2020, like, almost every single day, and it would literally just be her, like you know, in her room or wherever in a car and just talking. Sometimes she'd have her friends from high school or parents or other friends of hers as guests, but a lot of times it was just really, like I said, off the cuff. She's very funny, so I think that definitely helps make it entertaining, but uh, I mean, she would just do kind of silly things, like just talk about her feeling, like talk about things in depth, and a lot of it was kind of just feelings she had, but they were very relatable. Um, and she are just react to silly things like Daily Mail articles and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so I really grew to enjoy that style of podcasting. And then, um, also on Labor Day weekend, I saw another amazing comedian, Jamie Kennedy, who he's also an actor. He was the star of Malibu's Most Wanted. I think he wrote that movie also. He was in the Scream movies. He's so funny live. I mean, one of the funniest shows I've ever went to was when my friends and I saw him, at the Plaza Hotel, like, about a year ago, it was, like, it was just such a crazy show. It was, (laughs) he was so funny. The audience was just very strange, and, but he was reacting to them in such a hilarious way. It was, like, one of the funniest shows I've ever been to, and he came to the Laugh Factory over at Tropicana on Labor Day weekend, and he was so funny, and he's another person where if he comes to your town, you guys just have to see him because he's hilarious, and he also has a podcast where it's kind of just him, sort of, um, just exploring different ideas. He's, like, he's kind of a little bit more, like, out there, and, uh, I guess you could say, I wouldn't say, like, conspiratorial, really, but, like, he's just, like, a big picture guy in a way, so he's kind of, like, digging deep into all these things. I don't know. I'm, I'm all about it. I love that kind of stuff, so, and he's also hilarious, so I recommend both of their podcasts, see them live, but I think because, you know, I saw those two stand-up shows. I've been listening to their podcast a little bit lately because I was going to go see them live, and it's just kind of been, I don't know, it made me want to try a different style of recording the podcast, so yeah. 
Yeah, so um, on this episode, I had a bunch of things I wanted to talk about (laughs) that I had in my head. It's so funny. This was happening to me the other day. I don't know how many of you guys can relate, but I was... I've been wanting to kind of go to sleep early and wake up a little bit early, and I'm sort of on a little bit of a later schedule these days, but um, I was feeling kind of tired around like 10 o'clock, which is pretty early for me, and I'm like, okay, great, like I'll I'll actually try and go to bed early. So I would go into bed um, maybe around like 11, not even super early, and just be like, okay, great, I'll fall asleep right away, and as soon as I get into bed, I'm just like basically thinking about everything I want to say in this podcast episode and like running it, (laughs) like, you know, just going through it in my head for so long. And I'm like, dang, it's crazy because now I can't fall asleep because I'm just thinking about what I want to talk about. And then same thing like the next night, I was thinking about something else for so long and then I couldn't fall asleep. So, um, I mean, I went to sleep around like midnight or so, but still, it's like, I thought I was so tired, I would just fall asleep right away, but not that was not the case. So I had a bunch of things that I want to talk about that were on my mind, and then yesterday I was thinking a lot about what I wanted to talk about too. So anyway, the I think what, I can't remember a lot of things I wanted to say when I was up all night thinking about it. I should have honestly just gotten up and recorded it right there because, um, I think sometimes I'm like really sensitive about noise in this where where I'm living now like I don't want people to hear me recording the podcast because I get self-conscious if I think people are listening even though I'm not really saying anything that would be embarrassing if they were to hear it but it's just something about it like I just want to be focused and if I'm thinking about other people listening to me I can't focus and or if it's late I just worry that I'm being too loud um but now I'm thinking if I maybe feel like I might be too loud I could always record the podcast in my closet (laughs) because that at least has a little bit more insulation I don't know so anyway I should have just gotten up and recorded it but I didn't but um I think I I did kind of two things that have been on my mind lately I guess like why while I brought up the comedy shows I went to was I did kind of want to talk about um I guess comedy and podcasting and things I like about it (laughs) I don't know because it's I've just been thinking a lot about it lately and then also creating content because that's another big thing that's on my mind lately too and I kind of would say they're somewhat related both of those things like um man I guess to start with comedy like like I said I went to two comedy shows over Labor Day weekend I mean most weekends I don't go two in a row but I love stand-up comedy I mean I don't know if anyone who's listening knows that about me I don't think I really talk about it much on my content or the podcast at all because it's not really related, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of comedy. I think, I think I got into podcasting because of comedy or maybe it's the other way around. I got, I mean, I've been into stand-up since I was young. I mean, since I was a kid, I've always really liked stand-up and comedy, but I wouldn't say I was like very into it in the way I am now until like maybe four years ago or so. Um... And that's about the same time I guess I got into podcasting, although I think I would say when, I mean, at least as a listener, but honestly, I got into pod, I started listening to podcasts when I was like 18 for the first time, because I remember I was working, um, doing temp work at, um, at my dad's office as like a summer job. And a lot of the work was kind of just like boring like not boring but it's just like very tedious it's not like something you really had to think about a lot of it was sort of just um like organizing files and basically um you know taking like taking paper items 
if they were scanned and then checking to see if they were scanned into the computer system and then if they were discarding of them. So it's like, you know, but it would take hours. I mean, it, it would be a, an all day thing, but it's like, it doesn't really require a lot of brain power. So, you know, you're kind of sitting there. I didn't, I, for a little while, I had like a friend that I would talk to, but a lot of times I would just be by myself. You don't have anyone to talk to. Um, I heard Emma Chamberlain kind of say this too once, and this is how she got into podcasts. Cause like you get kind of bored of listening to music after a certain amount of time, because I mean, at least for me, it's like, if you're doing the same thing, kind of like I'd work like six to eight hours a day. So it's like, you know, I, I you kind of want to shake it up a little bit. You don't always just want to listen to music the whole time. And so then that's kind of when I discovered podcasting. I think, I mean, at least podcasts to listen to. I, the only podcast I remember listening to a lot back then was Adam Carolla's podcast because I was a big fan of Loveline as a kid. And I think his podcast was pretty new at the time. So I would listen to that a lot. And then, um, I don't know, probably just other random ones that I found, but I don't really remember um, any of those. This was like probably too, like I'm aging myself. This is like 2009 or so. So podcasting wasn't really as big as it is now. And anyway, and so then I guess, um, so I always was kind of into it. I also really liked audiobooks. Then I was working for a little while as I did Lyft and Uber. I was an Uber and Lyft driver for a few years. I don't remember listening to too many podcasts then because it was just kind of hard to really get a flow going sometimes with that, but every now and then I would. Um, and then I had another job where I was driving around a lot. Um, same kind of deal, like, but without passengers, just doing more like, um, I don't know, more like delivering stuff. And so that I started listening to podcasts like all the time because, (laughs) yeah. So when I was doing that kind of work, that sort of reinvigorated my interest in podcast, I would listen to a lot of audiobooks too, but sometimes audiobooks, especially when you're driving, they're just, or if you're like working on something else, um, they're just sometimes like almost a little too dense and packed with info. And I, I don't want to miss it. And if you're driving or doing other things, it's just kind of hard to pay attention to it. So I find podcasts were perfect for that because they were sort of casual to listen to in a sense. It's almost just like listening to a conversation. Um, and you know, that's when I discovered people like Joe Rogan, who's like, you know, the biggest podcaster ever. And he's also a comedian. Um, and then various other podcasts hosted by comedians, YouTubers. I really liked David Dobrik's podcast at the time too. Um, I used to listen to just a few different ones. Um, I had my favorites and then I would listen to a lot of, um, a lot of people whose books I liked or who I liked listening to interviewed. I listened to them on other people's podcasts. So it got me into that. And then also I would listen to Joe Rogan's podcast a lot and he would have comedians on his podcast often. So, um, and he would always talk about the comedy store and I was like, dang, like, you know, I love stand-ups really cool. I want to go to more shows. Um, and that kind of got my interest in that. And I've been pretty much going to show, you know, going to shows on a comedy shows on a regular basis. Um, pretty much since then. I mean, I didn't really start going right away because at that time, I don't know, I just worked a lot. And so I didn't really go to comedy shows a lot, but (laughs) once, um, I ended up, uh, I don't know, going to the comedy store about like a year after I really started listening to Joe Rogan. That was really fun. Um, and then there's different kinds of shows. Like there's show like club shows and then kind of more like headliner shows, things like that. So, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's one thing I love about being in Vegas is like, there's a ton of great comedy shows out here and we have like not just great com you know, comedians that come by, 
but like a really great variety of shows because a lot of casinos have small comedy clubs not like I don't mean small like I mean they still see like a few hundred people and they're I mean and those are my favorite kinds of clubs so it's like I'm not trying I don't want to sound like oh they're just like a small club like the small clubs are amazing and uh or I just mean smaller in the sense that we also have like theaters and arenas so it's just kind of like three different levels arena shows are sort of my least favorite but I mean usually if you go you're seeing a comedian who's like so big it's or it's just someone who's like a bucket list person you want to see so it's it's worth it but they're not always like I don't know to me it's just like arenas are just so draining <laughs> not like always the best place to see comedy I think clubs are the best place because it's very I like kind of I don't know being it being like a smaller crowd and it being like you know you're kind of like closer to the comedian in a way <laughs> whereas like theaters you're almost like watching them on a tv because <laughs> you're so far away from them um but yeah Vegas has a ton of really great clubs and um and we have a lot of great open mic nights too I love you know open mic nights are a lot of fun <clears throat> um it's it's always fun to kind of to see you know comedians just like working on material I always enjoy it like you never know who you're gonna see you don't really know what to expect it's kind of a unique experience it's just a fun thing to do and so if you've never been to an open mic night I recommend it a great one in Las Vegas is at wise guys I did mention that on my TikTok and Instagram that I went to an open mic there they do it twice a week every Tuesday every Wednesday but that one's really fun and I know there's a lot of other really great um open mic nights around town but that one is definitely a good one um so yeah and then yeah like I said there's a lot of really great clubs and like usually the tickets are not that expensive for a club too they're maybe like 30 bucks sometimes and you could see <clears throat> sometimes I go to the to I've gone to comedy clubs and I don't know any of the people performing I've never heard of them and they're and I have like the best time because you just discover someone new who's really funny um and then we also like I said in Vegas there's also like theater shows and headliner shows uh I mean, clubs, you have headliners too. I'm not saying that. But like a theaters, with that, I think of like the biggest one that comes to mind is the theater at the Mirage is, um, I don't know, I think it's called like, I don't know what the actual theater is called. I know a lot of the events are called like Aces of Comedy, but there you'll get like really big comedians come by. And it's that's a great club too. I don't, I mean, our theater, I like that venue. The shows are usually really fun there. Um, it's, it's, I, that's like the biggest venue that I like is probably something like that and the Virgin one is kind of the same size roughly maybe the Mirage one I don't know maybe the Virgin one's bigger it's hard for me to say but I mean I'm just saying they're similar in like vibe <laughs> in a way um but those yeah and like that's kind of the show that's like I said I saw it Nikki Glazer at the Virgin Theater so it's like a big comedian she was only in town one night like they're gonna play at a theater and um it's 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 really cool and Jamie Kennedy was at the Laugh Factory which is a club and he played for four nights like and I think he did like two shows a night which is like wild but it's two totally different types of venues but it was really cool to kind of go back to back and just like kind of you can really kind of see like the difference in the vibe of the show between like a theater and a club um but yeah I don't know <laughs> uh Laugh Factory was kind of crazy because the show we went to was sold out and I remember I had to park really far away from the front of the casino um, and it was so hot that day and I had gone to the pool earlier and actually got like a pretty bit bad sunburn 
And then we, we go into the lot, and I'm, like, rushing because I was kind of running late because I didn't think I was going to be parking so far away from the theater. I go meet my friends there, and the show's, like, pretty much about to start, and we're waiting to get sat, and it's sold out, so it's, like, they're starting to have a hard time finding where to put people because, um, you know, there's, like, for us there was a group of three, but there's, like, no seats of, like, three next to each other, so they have to figure out how they're going to split us up and all that, but... Uh, but man, okay, but it was, it was kind of getting really hot in there, and I was already sort of hot from, like, being outside and running around, and I just remember, like, right before we got sat, I was like, oh my gosh, I was, like, feeling like I might pass out, <laughs> but luckily, like, I didn't, because I was, like, that's the only thing I was thinking, I'm like, I just want to sit down right away, and once I sat down, I was totally fine, but I was just like, oh man, if I faint or anything, it's going to ruin the show for me, <laughs> and they're probably not going to be, you know, they're probably, I don't know, anyway. Uh, I mean, I've fainted before, and usually when I do, I faint, and, like, I get up, and I feel totally fine after, which maybe is weird, but, yeah, so, um, I guess I did want to talk about stand-up, because it's, it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, in a way, I don't know, I kind of always think about it a little bit, but, um, kind of two things, I guess, related to the podcast. One, I really would love to have a stand-up comedian as a guest, and I have a few in Vegas who I think are really funny that I'm like, hey, maybe if I reach out to them, they would do the podcast, and I would love to have them on and just talk to them because I, I mean, there's one in particular, like, I don't know if he would do it, and I don't know him, but I'm a, I really like him, and I think he's funny, and I would love to talk to him, and (laughs) I think that would be fun, but I don't, I guess the only reason why I haven't, like, made it a priority is because I wonder, I I don't know, maybe I'll just do it and whatever because I want to, but (laughs) I'm like, oh, would a a comedian be considered an entrepreneur? And, like, I kind of think they are, so I feel like it fits within the paradigm, but then um, I guess I think, too, like, sometimes, like, man, I want to have, like, more comedians on and maybe talk about things that are funny, but would that be, like, would it, you know, should I do maybe a different kind of show if I want to do that and just have this be focusing on like entrepreneurs and maybe I could have comedians on because I think being a comedian is kind of, is entrepreneurial. So, I mean, you know, maybe I can get one on and we could talk about the business of comedy. I would, I would definitely be into that. Or, um, should I just have more comedians on and we talk about, you know, things in the news and we're just funny or, you know, I have them on because I, I like their take on things or should that be something maybe I do like down the line and do a different type of show around that. So that's kind of one thing I was thinking about. I've also just been thinking about it too, I guess. Um, I don't know. I was listening to Nate Bergazzi went on Joe Rogan's podcast and there was something he was saying Um, He kept talking about, like, I mean, that whole podcast, I definitely recommend if you're someone who's into comedy or who's just a content creator, because they talk, they talked a lot about, um, there was, like, a conversation they had about just creating content and the distribution of content, and, like, do you really need these big, you know, not just networks, but, like, streaming services, and, like, could you, you know, how much of it is just building an audience, how much is it you need, kind of, if you want to create a show or something, like, how much of it is building an audience, and how much of it is, do you need to have, like, outside support in order to finance the kind of thing you want to do, um, so that was an, I really enjoyed listening to that, but one thing Nate said that, um, really stuck with me, and that I found really interesting was he talking, he was talking about, you know, they were talking about different styles of stand-up, and he was talking about, 
one thing he thinks may, I, I can't remember how exactly it came up, but he was talking about, God, I've said this like so many times now, just putting on a show, but crafting a, a live performance. And it was so cool, like when I thought about it that way, because I think his point was there's a style of comedy where you can just do like a bunch of like one liner jokes and, you know, there's kind of different styles and some people are more like, um, they don't necessarily like string stories together and have jokes that relate to the story it's more just like kind of hitting you with like joke and punchline um I mean it's not from what him and Joe Rogan were saying from what I've seen I don't think it's a common style most people kind of have like kind of go from one topic to the next and Nate was saying he's like he was saying for him that's like how he remembers things is like there's always everything's like progressing to the next thing and so that that's one thing that makes it easy to remember like as a comedian because you're always leading into the next thing and he was talking about how he yeah putting on a show it's like your focus is the audience and you're crafting a show and I thought like man that's such a cool way to think about it and it's so awesome that comedians do that with basically just like their writing and performing um because yeah, I mean, I'm someone who, I love going to shows, not just comedy shows. I mean, I love concerts. I love, I mean, I enjoy going to shows in Vegas that are, like, variety shows, performances, magic shows, anything. And it's true. It's, like, um, yeah, so you think, I mean, some, you, you really think about, like, what goes into a show, and I feel like as a comedian, it's so interesting because you have, you're working with, I don't want to say you have, like, so much less to work with, but, like, usually a concert it's like it's not just the music it's like they'll have like really cool visuals or like special effects and like I don't know in Vegas shows like a magic show or Cirque du Soleil it's like it's not just the performance it's like like I said all the visual effects or it is part of the performance but the performance you're doing something that's like so unique that that is really kind of like I don't know just that's just so cool in itself and then comedy it's all like basically you're writing it and you're performing it and that's like what the show is so um I don't know but it's cool and I also think um yeah it just made me think about like creating content and writing things and also made me think too is like I maybe I should write things that are maybe you know more trying to be funny or put on a show like if I were to put on a show or do a set like what would I come up with and why would I do it this way and maybe there is something that's like I don't know, sometimes I think, like, maybe I should do something like an open mic night because even if, you know, even if you think, like, well, okay, maybe do I want to be a comedian as a career? And it's, like, is it even really about that? Is it, like, do you just want the challenge or do you want to, like, have, um, you know, if you're a fan of, like, the, the art form, would you want to give it a try? Or, like, um, would you want to kind of see how you would put something together? So, and how would that sort of influence your creativity in other areas and how would that challenge you? So, I don't know. That was one thing I was thinking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, (laughs) the whole thing about keeping the audience in mind was something that, um, I was thinking about when I was thinking about other kinds of content that I do want to create. And so, um, that was really cool. And, and that's one reason why I love listening to stand-up comedians (laughs) on podcasts because, I'm a fan of what they do, and I really enjoy hearing about their process, even if I don't perform live, but, um, but anyway, so yeah, go to a comedy show if you haven't, go see anybody, <laughs> see Nikki Glaser, see Jamie Kennedy, I've never seen Nate Bergazzi live, but he's actually in Vegas today, so maybe I will, um, 
but he's really funny too so go check any of those people out if you'd like okay so uh we already touched on stand-up comedy and why i love it in case you didn't know that about me and you know what i've been thinking about in regards to it i don't even know if any of that was coherent i'm gonna go back and listen to it to make sure but um anyway the other thing that's been on my mind a lot lately is creating content and um okay so there's i have a lot of thoughts on this i want to try and organize it as best i can because I feel like a lot of times when I think about this, it's just like a stream of consciousness in my head. (laughs) So I'll try and organize my thoughts as best I can. But I guess to start, okay, so this all kind of started because a few weeks ago, okay, so first of all, I really want to start creating user-generated content, UGC content. And I first pretty much found out about it, I don't know, like middle of August, I guess about a month ago or so. And I, um, if you haven't listened to my episode with Chelsea Graber or Chelsea UGC um definitely go listen to it because um yeah she's awesome I I I don't know I felt she creates so much it really blows me away and I follow her on Twitter all the time and she just I mean I I follow her on Twitter I follow her on Twitter she tweets a lot she tweet and um a lot of what she says I'm just like it always really um she says a lot of things that really make me think (laughs) in terms of content creation and uh I feel like I definitely learn a lot from her. So follow her on Twitter, listen to the episode. You will definitely learn a lot. Um, so anyway, so I, okay, so I want to start creating UGC content and, um, it's like, okay, here's maybe one thing. And here's another problem I've been having too. It's like, I feel like maybe I overcomplicate things a little bit, but I, I, okay. So I was wanting to start UGC and I'm thinking the first step is, just create some pieces of content with things around my house, objects that I really like, and um, build a portfolio. Like, create the content, put it on the portfolio, make my portfolio nice, set up my Twitter, set up my TikTok, um, you know, all that. And it's kind of funny because when I sit down to do it, I'm like, oh, man, there's, like, a lot of different ideas that come to me. And um, I kind of am really seeing how much goes into creating content. I mean, not that I didn't know that already, but it's like the more I want to do, it's like the more I see how, like how so much of it is, can be really simple, but a lot of times there's a lot of thought that goes into it in order to create a simple video. And okay. So I want to, I, okay. So I, I'm getting the objects together, thinking about how I want to film And I'm also thinking like, oh, I should record this journey and create a YouTube video about it. And I should, I want to do it in real time because I want to like show the whole process of me going from like someone who, you know, isn't involved in UGC at all to like creating my portfolio and putting myself out there and like documenting the whole process. And then even just yesterday, I was like, um, okay, like I'm writing down the the objects I want to create content around and like kind of brainstorming some ideas and, um, well, then I'm thinking like, okay, like what, how should I create this content in a way that will be successful? Cause that's like another thing, thing too, where it's like, you may have a good idea or an idea that you think is good, but then is, you know, is that going to be something that like performs well? And is that how much of that is, I don't know. And then like, there's all the things that go into that. I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into it, but, um, and then it makes you think like, okay, well, I should also post these things once I film the videos on TikTok and 
should I set up a new TikTok around UGC or just use the TikTok I already have? It's like all these questions on like, you know, I don't know. Actually, this could be a good part where if you're someone who is like a TikTok expert or a UGC creator or anything like that, um, feel free to DM me or just message me or email me or whatever. Um, what would you recommend? Would you recommend just using the TikTok you already have and like rebranding it as, you know, a UGC creator? Or would you create like a second TikTok account with just UGC stuff? I'm kind of leaning towards just keeping my same account and rebranding it, tweaking a little bit. Um, so, but I don't know. Let me, tell me your thoughts if you have any. Um, so yeah. And then, okay. So I also too, the other day went on this website, like the TikTok creative center, creator center. Um, can't remember exactly what it's called, but maybe I'll link to it, uh, in the episode description, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it on Twitter who are content creators. And it's really cool because you can kind of, it's like, I guess like a kind of like a TikTok ad center and you can see what ads perform well and you can narrow it down by niche and like all these different metrics. And, um, yeah, I was looking, I was looking through those videos and kind of like getting an idea of what works. So that's really interesting because you can kind of see like what, what works, what performs well in terms of that kind of style of video. And then I was looking at, um, well, I was looking at Chelsea's portfolio and other people's portfolios to see like, okay, like what do they put in their portfolio? Like what, what, I don't know, like just wanting to learn more about like, (laughs) I don't know how to, how to really like make everything as best as I can. Um, and yeah, I was like learning a lot just from seeing how she does things and what she, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, it was really inspiring. So then it also just, I don't know. And then I guess, I I don't even know where I was going with this, but I was like, had so many thoughts on content yesterday and I was like diving, you know, really diving deep into it. Um, and there's so many cool content. I mean, there's a lot of other ideas I want to do too. And sometimes it's funny because, you know, I feel like I was always creating content for Instagram, even videos. And I felt like I knew how to do kind of edits and stuff within Instagram that were really cool. But then when I'm in TikTok, I don't feel as native to it in some ways. And then I think this is like one of the things that makes me feel, I don't know, I don't want to say like insecure, but sometimes it makes me question like, do I have what it takes to be a content creator? Because, uh, you know, I look at some people who are like younger than me, like the Gen Z crowd. And like, I'm like, man, they're so intuitive with TikTok. Like they just pick it up so fast. And I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say I'm like bad at it or I don't get it or anything, but like, I don't feel as intuitive, like, you know, creating videos in there. And I'm like, maybe I just need more practice. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah. Um, like I have all the, I have some videos I'm going to be working on that I'm going to be posting in October and I have like this one Halloween costume idea and I'm like, oh man, I really want to make it cool. And I'm like thinking about just all the transitions I want to do, but like transitions are definitely something that I wouldn't say I'm like mastered. So now I'm like, well, I hope I get it, <laughs> like nail it down because if I'm going to be changing into different Halloween costumes, it's like, if I don't, I don't know, it's like, if I don't get the hair and makeup, if I don't get the transition right, like, I have to do all the hair and makeup for the costume, like, all over again, so, I don't know, I mean, I'll probably practice doing the transitions before I film the whole thing, but, anyway, um, but yeah, I don't know, I was just thinking a lot about content, and how all the ways you can kind of, all the ways you can be creative with that, and, um, 
there's kind of my own, I don't know, journey <laughs> creating content. Like I wouldn't really call myself um, an influencer, but I would say like I've always kind of created content even from like, I don't know, for like the last like, for like a while. Um, but I think sometimes with me, it was like one thing I was feeling and why I really am getting interested in UGC is because sometimes I felt like for me, like if I didn't have um, like anywhere to like any kind of goal with the content or where I wanted to like direct people to or some kind of thing behind it, like a like a why, like I know that sounds kind of like cheesy, but I felt like not that I didn't enjoy it, but like I didn't feel like the drive to like create every day or I don't know. I mean, even earlier this year, I was creating a lot of content and it was like more of vlog style and it was just me kind of doing things that I wanted to I wanted to do and like kind of experiment with film wise. And I think I created some things that were really cool and I enjoyed doing that. But then I remember kind of like I feeling like I couldn't keep up with it because I was like creating things the same day. I've since now started batching and it's really, really helped me a lot. But like at the time I was just like creating things and posting it that day. And then, um, feeling kind of like I, I could, then I kind of stopped and it wasn't necessarily cause I felt like burned out, but it was like, I did, I mean, I only felt burned out in the sense that like, I felt like I couldn't really come up with any new ideas and I was just like redoing the same thing, you know, kind of doing the same like camera and editing tricks. I'm like, dang, like I'm not really coming up with like a new idea and then because I didn't really feel like I had like somewhere I wanted to like I was using this content to like lead people to something I just sort of felt like I just got kind of bored with it you know or I just didn't want to do it I I don't know and I wouldn't say I got bored with it it's just like I couldn't think of any ideas and then I just kind of fell out of the habit of it and now I'm kind of I'm now like back in the habit of it which is good because I feel like (laughs) I really enjoy creating content when I'm not doing it. Sometimes I feel like, um, I don't know, like I should be. And I don't know if that's a weird feeling, like if other people get that with other kinds of things. But like sometimes I always feel, not always, but like if there's something I want to do and I'm not working towards it, I get like a sense of guilt. And so I think that's kind of like how I feel when I don't create content. Like I feel guilty because I'm like, I want to and I want to like be a content creator and I want to build an audience and I want to create things that people like and I want to become a better creator and like this kind of goes into like the whole thing with stand-up where it's like that's also like an artistic process and I'm like I and I want to create something good that people enjoy and I'm I don't know it's kind of like this thing where it's like I feel like I don't have any good ideas so then I don't want to create anything but then I also feel like I don't progress as a creator because I'm just like not creating anything so um I do think um I don't know like Chelsea had a tweet where she said she creates 10 pieces of content a day which is wild but honestly I think that's the way to do it because when I look at her content I think she's a really good content creator and like hey that's how you get there is you create 10 pieces of content a day I'm like nowhere near that level but (laughs) if I could create you know enough content that I'm happy with or if I'm just like challenging myself creatively I think that's really what I'm looking for right now and I don't know so um yeah so I want to get into UGC and I want to create content and I mean I want to create UGC content and oh yeah I want to document it and 
yesterday I was like digging down the, the rabbit hole of how to create successful UGC content. But you know the funny thing is with a lot of things I see on TikTok, it's like sometimes I'll see the content that does well and I'm like, man, I would have never thought that would have been such a like good performing piece of content because it's very simple. So sometimes it's, it's just like, I always think like you need like cool editing tricks and all this stuff, but maybe sometimes you don't. Um, I'm also not really like loving the place I'm living in terms for like a filming content wise thing, which I know sounds weird. I mean, whatever, like I don't hate where I live. There's things bad I like, but like, it's not the best place for like filming content. The lighting's not really that great. Um, it, I mean, whatever it could, I can do it. It's not like, you know, it's not the worst place. It's not like I can't do it, but that's like, I think another thing where I'm just like, ugh, like. I don't know. I'm always like, no, like the nothing, you know, it's just not as good. You know, it's not, it sucks. It's like my last place was not necessarily like better than where I'm living now, but it was so good for creating content just in terms of like how the apartment, like how the place was set up, the lighting and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, like I knew it at the time and I don't felt like I, I don't feel like I took enough advantage of it. Although I don't think UGC, I mean, it definitely wasn't as big then as it is now, but, um, I don't know, but Hey, you know, maybe that's just like another challenge that will make you better because I do kind of believe that, you know, you can sort of, you know, challenges in some ways make you stronger. There's a saying that there's freedom and restraint. And I think there's some truth to that. I mean, at least I think you can expand your creative potential with restraint. So maybe it's working within those obstacles is what I need to excel as a creator. So who knows? But yeah, I think another thing I was thinking about last night along those lines was um, because I was looking at um, a lot of, you know, TikToks from different UGC creators. And I was wondering, because I was thinking about doing another TikTok with just UGC content and kind of like devoting it to that. And then having like the TikTok page I have now where I do a lot of content where I talk about, you know, podcasting, but I also talk about creating content. So I kind of think like, I feel like I could keep it all in one TikTok. Um, But, you know, I was looking at how other UGC creators incorporate UGC videos in their portfolio. And I'm like, man, you know, a lot of them do it really well and you almost don't even know like they're you know a certain piece is a UGC piece and even if you do it's it doesn't like I don't know it, you also have a sense of like who they are on their page and like I don't know I, I was really just thinking a lot about um I don't even know if any of this is intentional or if it's just you know people just kind of doing things on the whim or just posting what they feel like posting but um I think that's another thing too where it's like a kind of an, another element of creating content that I think a lot about, which is like, you know, I guess like kind of like the conventional wisdom is like, you want to have a niche and, um, you want to post content related to that niche. And that's like a good way you grow on TikTok and Instagram, probably other social media channels as well. YouTube, it's like, you don't want to stray to, and then there's always like the confinements of the niche. And that's like kind of going back to what we, to what we were saying is like freedom and restraint. It's like, you want to have a niche because you want people when they see your page to understand like what you're about and but then at the same time it's like you don't want to be so limited in your niche that you know you run out of ideas so um and maybe there's other things that you genuinely are interested in that aren't necessarily related to your niche so it's like how do you incorporate all these things into one profile 
Um, but it's cool because I, I do think like, um, I mean, your niche doesn't have to necessarily just be UGC. It could be UGC plus, you know, whatever, marketing or entrepreneurship or whatever. Like you don't have our UGC and podcasting. Like who says you can't do both? I don't think it's that confusing for the audience <laughs> necessarily for that. Um, or, you know, but it, like that's another thing where it's like I, I used to have that thing too when I would create. And I think this is one of the things where it's like, okay, I guess this is like the main struggle. It's like, I feel like you have to create more to become a better content creator, whether that's like video content, writing, YouTube videos, it doesn't, photos, whatever, any, or maybe any kind of art artist. It's like, you have to create more in order to get better. But then I think with like content, sometimes what holds, what's held me back before and maybe what holds other people back is like, well, I don't know if that's not in my, like, I want to create this kind of video, but it's not in my niche, or it's too confusing, or people, like, maybe no one will get it, or whatever, but it's, like, I think sometimes I'm, like, I'm just kind of learning, like, okay, you have to, like, not care about that so much all the time, and I'm not saying, like, don't have any strategy, it's, like, trying to find the right balance between creating content for the sake of creating, but also having, still having a strategy in a way, like, not, being, not being too all over the place, not confusing your audience, but um, I think maybe with me and maybe other people feel this too, it's like I get too, I've in the past gotten too like, um, I don't know, like held, I don't want to say like held back, but I too in my head about that where it's like, hey, just create it and like post it. And if it's not in your niche, like it's just one post, it, it's like, who cares, you know? So yeah, I, I don't know. And I guess that, that's where, that's why I was thinking so much about content. It's like, just create it. Don't worry if it makes sense. But then of course you always just want to do everything the right way. I feel like that's another thing with me. It's like, oh, I, you know, I gotta have everything set up the right way. I gotta like do everything the right way. I can't, you know, I don't want to accidentally post something that won't perform well or cause my page to not do as well or anything. So it's all about finding that balance. But I think, at the end of the day, you still need to create more in order to grow. And, you know, you could create content and not post it for, you know, that's not, you can definitely do that. But I do think like, you have to at least post some of it, even if it's like content you're just experimenting with, or maybe that's outside your niche. Because if you don't post it, like you're not going to know how well it performs. So you're not going to know if it's something people like. And yeah, so anyway, those are my thoughts on that. That's kind of just like some insight into what I was thinking about yesterday. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to, if you're a content creator, hit me up. Tell me if you have <laughs> had these experiences before. If you're, like I said, if you're an expert on TikTok or, you, or a UGC creator and you have thoughts on, you know, whether I, sh I should create a new TikTok page or just stick with my old one, let me know. Because I want to hear, I mean, I, I want to just get, like, a, as much of a consensus from people as I can. Because, um, I don't know. Like, honestly, I know a couple people who are big on TikTok are, who are big creators. But, like, I don't know a ton of, like, content creators, really. I mean, I know I know a handful. But, like, it's, it's hard to know what the right thing to, like, what the right answers are, too. Because... I mean, you can just, I mean, I go on TikTok or I go online, but it's like, there's no real consensus. Like there's people whose opinions I trust and who I think know what they're talking about, but like, I could be wrong, <laughs> you know, or maybe what their opinion was, was right, like six months ago, but it's not necessarily the case anymore. So I always, I'm, I always want to hear from people because 
I just think like the best way to learn is just like get everyone's opinion at least when it comes to what works on social media because um I don't know we're all figuring things out so but yeah but anyway I hope you enjoyed this solo episode of me rambling (laughs) I I hope it made sense if you like this let me know and maybe I'll do these more often I'm thinking I probably will because I'm kind of you know this was fun I enjoyed it so maybe I'll do this more often and yeah speaking of TikTok follow me on TikTok at Melissa underscore Rittenhouse you can also follow me on Instagram at the same handle Melissa underscore Rittenhouse my website is melissarittenhouse.co um I hope to have I I I have all the YouTube channels up soon you guys I'm like again obsessing about setting everything up the right way to the point where it's like taking me forever to get these things going but it will be out soon, and I think that's everything. Oh, yes. Leave a five-star review if you like this episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Entrepreneur Escape Pod. Don't forget to check in with us next week for an all-new episode. For more information on our guest, please go to the podcast description of this episode. Also, don't forget to check out clips and updates on our next guest on our Instagram at Entrepreneur Escape Pod. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at Melissa underscore Rittenhouse and check out my website at MelissaRittenhouse.co. Thanks and see you next week.